bum, 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 bum. Do you hear that? It is fantasy football season, and Senior Quotes is bringing you some fantasy football action as Aiden and I live draft for this episode. And we'll include some other events going on in sports to fill in in between our picks. So let's get into it. Fantastic. We are in the midst of live drafting. There's no better time than football being back, fantasy football being back. And if you haven't drafted already, find a league, join a league, start a league, and get going. This is not a plug for ESPN or fantasy or anything, but we just love fantasy here at Senior Quotes. And I'm sure throughout the NFL season, we'll be giving our hot fantasy takes. So listen up now. Get some info and get ready for your own fantasy drafts with this episode of Senior Quotes. That's right. And I mean, we've already both taken our first round picks. Jack had the second overall pick, took Alvin Kamara, um, a personal favorite of ours here. If you can't get Saquon at one, he's the second best player on the board, in our opinion. I mean, I love McCaffrey. I love Um, McCaffrey, too. And McCaffrey is always great. He had an awesome year last year. I'm just not as confident in that offense. And, you know, McCaffrey's a big dude, but there's times where i think he could potentially get hurt this year yeah uh you know cam doesn't have any receivers cam already had an injury at the start of the year uh during preseason and and training camps and everything so you know mccaffrey is always like sure you're gonna get the points out of him as and especially in ppr leagues but i'm liking kamara a lot at two you can't lose with the top three picks honestly agreed and then i had the ninth pick this is a 12-man draft so zeke was on the board for a while he's projected fourth on ESPN, but he went eight. Uh, luckily, David Johnson fell to number nine. He's the That's sixth nice. overall player. I think he's still a top running back, so I you know, scooped him up for my first pick. So that's what we've had so far. I'm pretty happy with that. I think the Cardinals are going to rely heavily on the ground game with Kyler Murray being a rookie quarterback for you know a second straight year now mm-hmm. in Arizona, having a rookie at the helm. So I hope David Johnson can have a better year. A little skeptical after last year where he was a bit off. And I'm nine. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, that's where you want to take that risk. That probably happened because guys like DeAndre Hopkins, you know, probably the most touted wide receiver, is starting to get taken a little bit earlier. Oh, yeah. And, you know, your receiver Receivers are falling lower and lower this year. In that tier is Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, who I had drafted in a couple leagues. Uh, that's almost, to me, similar to the top three running backs where you can't go wrong with one of those receivers either. Yeah, and then what we saw after Hopkins, who went fourth, um, was that two more receivers went. Michael Thomas at five, and then who I personally wanted at nine, Julio Jones, went at seven. Um, now I'm on the clock. The last pick was James Conner. And, I mean, this is a risky one as well. Maybe I'm just going to take risks in this draft in general. But I'm going to go with A.B. as my top wide receiver. I just think he has such high-end talent, as David Johnson does, but both have a lot of risks that you got to watch out for here. But this is, uh, you know, my first actual snake draft of the year. We had that really fun auction draft, and we maybe we'll get into how much fun we had in an auction draft and whether more people should use that or not. We can talk about that later. But for now, I mean, what do you expect from Antonio Brown this year, especially seeing him on hard knocks? He's not touching the field at all this preseason. He's had weird 
problems with his helmet and uh, commitment issues in general when he was in Pittsburgh, but what do you expect from him and the Raiders in general, maybe? I think AB has a great year. I mean, it's a little bit more relying on how Derek Carr does, but if you aren't watching Hard, Knock, Hard Knocks, which you should, Hard Knocks is awesome. I agree. Yeah. Uh, if you aren't, you aren't really getting the full picture of Antonio Brown right now. You're only hearing the big media stories of the helmet issue. That's true. Of his foot. When you're watching Hard Knocks, you're seeing how much he loves playing for this Raiders team. The connection he has to Gruden. You know, it, it looks like an environment a lot different than the Steelers and a team that AB is really going to put his all going forward with. He's said multiple times on the show how. You know, he, he wants to get it back out there for his teammates. So I really think A.B. is going to be strong come the season and when he's ready to play. I mean, the foot injury set him back for sure, mm. but I think he's going to be ready to play and he's going to be better than ever. I'm all in on an A.B. pick right there. I, I love it. I guess the only issue, though, is that the Raiders are not the Steelers in that quarterback plays a little bit weaker. You know, Derek Carr is not as good as Big Ben, even though Roethlisberger is getting a little bit older. Uh, the running game is not the same as the Steelers have had Le'Veon Bell and now James Conner, as opposed to the Raiders who are going to be working with Jalen Richard and rookie Josh Jacobs. So, and I, even the other receivers don't pose too much of a threat to AB, but at the same time, they're not going to let him, you know, get single covered. I think there's going to be a lot of double coverage on AB. So it's a risky pick, but hopefully, you know, he has the talent and he has shown that he can be arguably the top receiver in the league. I, I personally do not think he's even top two uh, what, what do we say he's number three we talked about this recently i said julio well f- i think julio and hopkins are my top two i say hopkins is at one for me right now definitely i, I i'm partial to julio as like a favorite player of mine mm-hmm. but i think you're right that th- those are my personal top two as you hit the clock for the second round here um but i mean ab is a top three receiver maybe top four if you want to throw adele in there but and Michael Thomas now, too. Obviously, there's top tier, but to get him in the second round, regardless of the risks around him, he is a worthwhile pick there. So right now, I'm looking at a whole slew of running backs. I was hoping Keenan Allen would fall to me. Screw the person that had auto-draft on because that kind of messed me up. I know, yeah. Um, but yeah, I already have Kamara. Really, at this spot, I should go for a running back, and that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take out of uh, on Johnson, Devontae Freeman, is it Josh Jacobs, right? That is Josh, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs and Leonard Fournette. I'm going to go Devontae Freeman. Okay. He always does have some injury issues for sure. True. But I've read a lot of stuff about how he looks to have a really big bounce back year, and he's looking very healthy. Okay. So as a running back, too, I'm all day going to take Devontae Freeman. I like that. I mean, I have on Johnson in our uh, auction league, and I like that pick a lot. Um, but I think Freeman is going to benefit from – the Falcons passing game, and this is a PPR league, so he's a guy who can get out there and catch passes, but more primarily is used as an alternative to the passing game. I I like it. I mean, I just agree with you that um, he does have a lot of injury concerns, and for that reason, I might have stayed away from him, but and I don't know, yeah. I really don't know. Funny thing that I've actually been doing in a couple drafts was by force of habit, going Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman, even though they're not on the same team anymore, but I still like that pairing. I think you know, even if one were to go down and let's say I have Tevin Coleman as a flex, that's a guy that, you know, could be running back to uh, ceiling on him. So I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, looking at the other running backs you were choosing between, I, I personally would have gone carry on Johnson and then probably Freeman second because I'm still worried about Fournette's own injury concerns. Exactly. And then I don't know how well Josh Jacobs will be running behind this rookie or behind this weak offensive line. And yeah. He is a rookie, so that's another concern. I'm a, I'm a little concerned about Josh Jacobs too. I do think that he has a fairly good year too. But again, watching Hard Knocks and Hard Knocks, 
totally affects my fantasy value <laughs> every single year. Like a guy like AB, I'm going to raise up. Josh Jacobs, I haven't really seen much on him, so he's going to fall a bit for yeah. me. But, you know, this is how fantasy goes. And looking now, I have another pick coming up next after this person goes. I'm hoping to land my first wide receiver. Would love to lock down Amari Cooper. Obviously still working out some contract issues. True. Um, but regardless, he's going to be playing somewhere. And hopefully it's with the Cowboys, with Dak Prescott. So mm. if I make it through this next pick, hopefully I'll be able to land him. All right, cool. you will. So as... I'm going to be getting Amari Cooper as my wide receiver one. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen Zach Ertz go that early before, but I guess he deserves it. Um, going at, what would that be, the 25th pick of the draft. Um, he's definitely the second. Mm, he's up there in the top three tight ends. I mean, Kelsey's number one, and then you can argue between him and Kittle. But Zach Ertz had, like, over 100 receptions last year. I think that's – I'll look it up just to fact check, but he's a beast. So I, I do like that pick. What do you think about when you should take tight ends? Are, are you an early guy if you have that chance? I mean, he had 116 mm-hmm. catches. So PPR, that's a guy you want. But I think there's a lot of tight ends you can stream at the same time. I I mean, in our auction league, which we, we will get to because I keep bringing it up. Definitely. But I had both Kittle and Kelsey just fall into my hands. So, so there's I, a lot of ways to go. I'm not a huge fan of double tight end. I I don't know. That's just kind of my preference. But realistically, you can have a tight end as a flex as well. Mm-hmm. And it for sure could work for you. I personally love Travis Kelsey. I, in multiple leagues, have taken him at the second round pick yeah. where he's valued. Um, I think that, you know, you're getting the top receiver from the Pats offense. Excuse me. Patrick Mahomes' offense, oh, not the Pats. Pat's, Patty's the Chiefs offense. offense. <laughs> um, with Patrick Mahomes yeah, throwing yeah. to him, and I really like that. A couple leagues I do have Patrick Mahomes too, so I like the quarterback tight end connection. I always love that pairing. Mm-hmm. Looking past that, I think you can wait a little bit. Sure, Ertz is great. Not sure if I would take him as early as he's ranked. Right. I think you can wait a little bit, wait for a guy like a Hunter Henry or even an O.J. Howard yeah. or an Njoku on the – Browns offense and a guy that I was really really liking was Eric Ebron Mm. but with the luck retirement you know that was cause for some concern now so I'm a little bit more skeptical with Jacoby Brissett but again Brissett could rely heavily on a tight end in you know close down situations that's what I always think yeah you know it might actually end up still being decent I I'm gonna take some time now real quick to put in some senior quotes aspects to the show so I have a quote for you here it is. This Every is be challenging, time, by the way. Before you read it, I'm about to pick, so I'm gonna try to oh, balance, balance it out. Go man. For Here it. we go. <laughs> Every time I think about it, tears start to flow. No one understands you like I do. Our bond is one of a kind. I've decided to dedicate my season to my best friend. And no, this is not my retirement from senior quotes. <laughs> oh my goodness! And this I hope is Aiden's not. quote to me. Yeah, no, no, this is an actual NFL quote. Luckily not. And you were foreshadowing it a little bit. I, I love this tweet personally. Uh, is the hashtag peace out 12 or something i forget what it is but it's ty hilton talking about the retirement of uh indianapolis colts quarterback andrew luck so it's hurts to see it i mean it happened during our uh auction draft which we will get to which we will not worry we will get to that i know you guys get worried (laughs) because we keep foreshadowing it but don't worry about it so yeah i mean this was so surprising and what i disagree with i want to get right out to it because i'm sure a lot of you have heard this story already my take on it is he should not be getting bashed for this. People are calling him soft. People are saying this is ridiculous. I think there's 
there's a mental health issue in the league that Luck personally, or specifically, it might not be a part of his case. You know, he didn't address that at all. But issues that arise from all these head injuries, you know, CTE, something that we both researched at school last mm-hmm. year. I wrote a paper on it. I think you did as well. Um, a huge issue. And when you're a quarterback, I think you're getting hit more than anybody else other than the offensive lineman. I mean, Definitely. you're the target of basically seven guys every single play. So, And following this retirement, um, I don't even know what you would call it. Just announcement? Announcement, yeah. sure. Uh, Lux retirement announcement. We have Gronk being asked about his retirement and if he would return. And even Rob Gronkowski himself said that he's had mental health issues and, you know, it's something that he doesn't feel like he's in the right headspace to be playing. And I think that the Colts organization giving back that 25 that luck is owed to them and letting him keep that, I think that goes to show you just how seriously they take it. You know, we don't get down on guys like Gronk for doing this. We don't get down on guys like Kevin Love and Damian Lillard when they bring up was it, was it Damian Lillard? Yeah, I think and so. It, I, I think, think Lillard it was had Damian an issue Lillard. about it. Or no, C.J. McCollum. C.J. McCollum, yes, okay. I'm sure Same Lillard you know, yeah. vouched for it, but for sure. C.J. McCollum. Yeah, but you know, we never really say we always support them. And to see people not support Andrew Luck, I think it just comes at a time when the team is looking really good. It wasn't after a victorious season. You know, Gronk obviously retired after a Super Bowl win. Um, but yeah, I, I think luck is making the right light decision. And at the end of the day, that's going to be bigger than football itself. And I can't blame them. The other thing I will say though, with T Y Hilton Mm -hmm. is that I kind of was unsure at first if I like him now in fantasy, Yeah. but when he made this tweet, he also said he's dedicating it to his best friend. Yes, sir. I think a dedication season from T.Y. Hilton is going to be huge. I agree. And let's not doubt Jacoby Brissett. I really still like Jacoby Brissett. I think that he can still work up some magic with this team. He has an incredible offensive line. We were forgetting that. Mm-hmm. He has a decent running back in Marlon Mack. He has a good tight end in Eric Abron. He has T.Y. Hilton. I think everything can still work out fairly well and honestly the Colts shouldn't be so ready to up and quit right now I think that they can still put together you know a potential playoff spot yeah I mean they built a playoff team around to be fair a franchise quarterback but all those other pieces are still intact and there was a reason why the Colts were touted as a potential AFC champion if not Super Bowl winner so I think there's a lot to be hopeful for still obviously Colts fans are so shocked because I can't really think of another situation where I don't know if it's ever happened before where almost a week before the season starts, right, you lose the most important player on your team. That never, that didn't happen with Jordan's retirement, retirements rather, you know, or anything of the like because it just was so sudden, you know, and so unexpected. You can't game plan for this as a coach or as a fan, really, and that's why we've seen some crazy reactions that I think are not so justified. But I agree with your point about Jacoby Brissett maybe relying on a tight end like Ebron because I think – the weaker quarterbacks, if you will, and I don't mean arm strength, I just mean the lower tier quarterbacks, love to target their tight ends. It, it's something that just seems to be a pattern, and it makes a lot of sense. Their big bodies going up against sometimes linebackers or slot corners that are so in a mismatch, and that's why we saw, I think, Kelsey come up in the past few years before Mahomes, and even with Mahomes, and I think George Kittle, there's a reason why he went off. I mean, those are two physical specimens at tight end there's a reason why they're so highly touted in fantasy but at the same time it makes sense as to why 
they're so important to their teams as well. So I would watch out for Eric Ebron. And T.Y. Hilton gets selected here in the middle of the fourth round. So who did you end up taking with your last I was going to say, well, what we've missed so far is I got my second running back and my second receiver. I went with Chris Carson as a value pick. He was the top player projected on the board, and I needed a second running back. I like the idea of him finally being the lead back in Seattle. I picked Rashad Penny last year thinking he might win that uh, running back battle, but instead it was Chris Carson, you know, he- like way ahead. <laughs> I wasn't sure, you know, who it was going to be, and now it's become so clear that he's the guy to rely on there. And I think Russell Wilson's going to need that. What always worries me about running games in Seattle is their O-line. You know, we were just talking about such a good one in Indianapolis, but on the flip side, you don't get that from Seattle, and that's why Wilson has made so, so many incredible plays. He's scrambling and just tossing it up. Um, anyway, my second receiver is Kenny Galladay, who I love. I'm, I'm really high on this guy. He was close to the top of the board when I took him, and I knew I needed a second receiver. I kind of wanted Tyler Lockett because this is a return league, something I love doing. So he's protected for a lot of points, but that's very risky up and down, and I already had a Seattle Seahawks. So Kenny Galladay is my guy. I think he's going to get a lot of red zone targets like last year. Hopefully he can step up and maybe become the number one. I mean, he's competing with Marvin Jones, but he has a lot more upside in my opinion. Yeah, waiting on my next pick and looking at the board, I'm really hoping that someone outside of Montgomery and Ingram gets taken, which that does happen, mm-hmm. and now I can land Mark Ingram because David Montgomery went to a auto pick. That's Donnie, yeah. Donnie Very knows. annoying, <laughs> but it's all right. I'm still fine with Mark Ingram as my flex now. That's a solid flex piece. If Devontae Freeman gets hurt, move him up to RB2. Totally fine with that. I didn't reach yet on my wide receiver two because I have a quick turnaround. I'm sure I can land someone decent right now. Um, Looking at either like an Alshon or a Mike Williams. Don't want to dive too far down to like a Calvin Ridley level or Josh Gordon, but I do like those guys too this year. So as a wide receiver two, I'm hoping to land like an Alshon. But if Mike Williams is the only one there, I'll take Mike Williams for sure. I like all three of those guys. I almost would say Alshon's my least favorite, but all three are very much on the same level. I love Mike Williams' upside. Chris Godwin, I think, is primed for another... Or he's primed once again for a breakout year. We, we were talking about this before, that he's one of those players that's been due for a breakout and hasn't gotten there just yet, as he's taken by Mealy. Totally fine um, with that. I'm not a fan of the Bucks offense. Well, that's Run behind Jameis Winston. Yeah. Really, really not a fan of Jameis Winston. He throws way too many picks and just can't seem to get it. My hot take that I may or may not have said already on the show, though, is that Trevor Lawrence is going to be going to the Buccaneers. Okay. After they're over and done with Jameis Winston. That's 2021. Also thought about maybe the Chargers having Phillip Rivers retire and him going there and being in an awesome offense. I mean, one of those two, I think, is where he may end up. I would guess Buccaneers because the Chargers aren't going to be that high on the exactly, board. Yeah. I mean, they would have to have Rivers retire like at the end of this year, have a terrible year next mm-hmm. year, which I can't see happening because there's so many pieces there. Maybe like Melvin Gordon gets traded for scraps, you mm-hmm. know, and then they have nothing. Keenan Allen decides to go somewhere else, and then you're left with nothing, but then Lawrence doesn't have that awesome team. So I would say Buccaneers. And there's so many weapons on that Tampa Bay team. Mike Evans, we talked about O.J. Howard, and then Chris Godwin. And I don't think Peyton Barber's the worst running back. I think they can upgrade there for sure. But there's reasons to be optimistic once the quarterback position is figured out, whether Jameis takes a crazy step forward and becomes, you know, the guy to lead the team, or if they go elsewhere and pick a new guy in the next couple years. Because maybe Justin Herbert goes there next year, or 
Tagovailoa or maybe Jake Fromm. You know, there's a lot of players that we'll have to watch out for this year as future franchise quarterbacks. So I'm torn right now. I really don't know if I should go Alshon or Mike Williams. I think it would come down to bye weeks, you know, and if neither has a conflict. Not, it looks like neither does. does. You pick two nines and two eights, so wow. you'll have to navigate through that. Uh, I think... Oh, you should be able to... Fit. Week nine is the only problem for you where you're missing two running backs, but... You know what? I haven't gone Alshon in any league yet. Yeah. I think I'm going to take Alshon Jeffrey. Go for it. Fine pick. I think, you know, Carson Wentz is a solid quarterback. If he can stay healthy, I like him there. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Alshon is my wide receiver, too, now. So we can get into another quote or something in a second, but I'll describe what my strategy is for this round five pick. Um, there are a ton of wide receivers left that I could choose for my flex. But I'm looking at Marlon Mack, who's the top running back available. Mm -hmm. And like we've just said, it might be a team that needs to go to the running game a little bit more. And while he's not projected the most points right now, DJ Moore probably has the highest upside according to ESPN. And he's someone I'd love to have fall to me. You know, Marlon Mack is an ideal situation as well to have three running backs who I'm feeling pretty good about. So we'll see how that goes. But you've got some more uh, content planned for us as the quiz master of the episode. So what would you like to do Yeah, so do now next? I got some glass half full. Nice. So I'm, I'm going to try and figure out how to what blank to leave out. But yeah. um, all right, this football player has a new business partnership with this brand of product. Mm. This brand of can you can you I don't know how revealing it would be, but like what category of product are we talking about? Um about? I I guess I would say like nutrition or body health. Ooh, and I should have known about this, you think? Yeah. Or, yeah. Dang. I, okay. The, it, this was the underlying reason for this person being talked about recently. Okay. Let me think real quick. Um, and it's not it's not a team we root for or anything. It's no. probably a. Hmm. I mean, we're not playing for points today, and I want to hear this. And I don't want to kill too much time, so just give me the answer. I don't really have a guess. It um, is Rob Gronkowski's new business oh. partnership with CBD Medic. Oh, that's right. So yeah. CBD is currently banned by the league as an illegal substance. Right. Um, you know, it's it's easily making its way quickly. In popular fields with people taking CBD, it's very relaxing and mm -hmm. there's really nothing harmful to it. Um, and Gronk is the latest to, you know, want to get over this taboo of it and get people to try it. And my glass half full on this is that Gronk is the best guy to do this. He got people over eating Tide Pods. Now it's <laughs> like, let's get over CBD. Right. Also, this may be added to the TB12 routine. Whoa. But if it is, this could be, you know... Brady finally being like super chilled out and maybe Whoa. a chilled out Brady isn't the best thing, but it also could be yeah. maybe chilled out Brady unlocks, you know, that Eagles Super Bowl win. Maybe <laughs> chilled out Brady is what's going to bring this team to the next level now that Gronk is gone. Interesting. Um, and, and maybe, maybe just maybe <laughs> we can get Josh Gordon off of weed and onto CBD. Yeah. I think that's. I mean, it's illegal right now, but hopefully <laughs> through Gronk's work with CBD, he can get it approved within the league. Which means we get max version of Josh Gordon. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And with that. you know, even Gronk, you know, could be having some mental health issues like luck, and maybe this could help him out. Obviously, if your body's not feeling great, your mind's not going to be feeling great, mm -hmm. and you know, this could lead to, I don't know, maybe increased sales elsewhere, and and. 
I'd just be very happy with the Pats dynasty ending because of Brady taking CBD. <laughs> I, I think that's a good way to go that. out. And I already think that Belichick is already on it. <laughs> yeah, probably. So, I, something interesting that I forgot to bring up the first time you mentioned Luck and Gronkowski is that Luck and Gronkowski both said very similar things between Andrew Luck's press conference, which came after a preseason game where he was booed by his own fans. And then Rob Gronkowski, who's announcing a CBD partnership. They both said the same things about why they quit the league and why they were looking forward to, you know, new pastures, right? It, it's just so strange that, you know, a quarterback who spent so much time and, I, I don't know, like, did so much for his team and sh- should be so respected, and he's not getting the same respect for what he said and what he's gone through as opposed to Rob Gronkowski. And I just don't think it's fair for him or for anyone, you know, who's going through a similar concern about this league and how dangerous football is becoming so I, I don't know if you picked up on that as well I know there are tweets about it and whatnot but just something interesting that you know grinding my gears a little bit I can't lie uh, uh, I'm on the clock right now I mean I do have Marlon Mack queued up and I was ready to go but what do you think maybe Tyler Boyd might be the pick here he's the best available player I mean best available player for sure but the best available running back is Marlon Mack and I like Marlon Mack a lot now that Luck has retired. They're right. going to be relying on the run a little bit more. And I already thought that Mack behind that line would have a good year. So I, I really like the pick yeah. of Marlon Mack there. And I'm thinking on the swing, there is a lot of running back depth, but I can find a wide receiver. Or maybe it's my pick to go tight end next or even quarterback. So I am going to go Marlon Mack. I really do like that pick. He has a bye week conflict with Antonio Brown, but those are different positions. So it's something we can figure out. I like how my team's going so far. And I think yours is... You know, looking pretty solid as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. Especially for a 12-team draft. I think we've both found a good amount of depth here. Um, we've just decided that the league is going to be for $10 each. Um, so a nice little payout there. We'll, we'll see. I mean, here, here's an interesting discussion about fantasy football. Do you prefer the winner-takes-all method or winner gets, like, in this situation, maybe $80 and the second place gets 40 See, I like winner-takes-all solely because the gambler inside me is involved in so many fantasy football teams. True. And winning one league can repay all of my debts right. owed to all the other leagues. So I like winner-take-all, and if I happen to win more than one, I maybe get some extra cash. So That's true. Winner-takes-all, it, it has people really trying hard. You know, if, if, if you're going for second place solely because there's a team that is the best, like, you're not going to obviously try as hard. You won't be, you know, looking every week at who to pick up and who to adjust your team with. Yeah. And I just think winner takes all makes everyone more intrigued. I can't remember what we did last year because I came in second, but I think I remember paying Joe $10 back, which means we did even third place gets $10, which I actually like that, where if, if, you, if it's either winner takes all and second place gets their money back or... You know, 80. I like second place gets their money back. Okay, I think that's cool. We did, I think, third place gets their money back and then split the rest at the top. Um, I think that's what we did last year, but that's something to figure out. Right now, just buy-ins are being discussed. But Okay, so I did take Marlon Mack, and I'm a couple picks away from my sixth rounder. And Tyler Boyd's still sitting there. I'm, I'm a little worried that either Butterfield's pick's going to get autoed or somebody else. Boyd is sitting at the top of the board, which means he'd be the first to go. But... I have to address either quarterback or tight end instead of picking a guy who's going to start the season on my bench. So for that reason, I think I have to look down to either O.J. Howard, Hunter Henry, like you mentioned, even Jared Cook, or go even further, and this is where you get reaching. Baker Mayfield's ranked 87th overall. This would be pick 64, you know, but he's the top quarterback. I like to wait on quarterbacks personally, 
and I think that's going to set me up for a tight end selection here. I just want one of the three who I mentioned there. So we'll see what happens. Um, how do you feel about your team so far as we've gotten through the first five rounds? Yeah, I really like my team. I'm only... I mean, obviously, the wide receiver... I forgot that this was a 12-man. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm okay with Amari Cooper as my wide receiver one, considering my first two picks. Right. Alshon's a little bit troubling because there's so many weapons on that offense, but I don't know. I think it'll work out all right. I love Mark Ingram as a flex. Yeah. Um, looking ahead, I'm prob- I'm looking to hopefully land one of these tight ends as well. Yeah. I think after this, there's a considerable drop-off. Agreed. So yeah. I would really, really like to land one of these guys. Um, also, I don't know. I, I Again, keeping in mind a quarterback. Yeah. I I've also maybe looking at Baker, but again, that seems kind of early, right. especially in this league. In other leagues, he's been much lower, yeah. like below Cam Newton. So I don't know. I really don't know what I'm going to do next. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I can just land one of these tight ends first. Tyler Boyd just got autoed, as I guessed, which makes my decision a lot easier. I'm looking straight to the tight ends and likely going O.J. Howard. There would be no buy conflicts, and even though we just said we're not huge fans of the Jameis Winston offense... I feel like he has the most upside. It's just tough. I mean, he's projected about the same amount of points as Jared Cook, Hunter Henry, just a few behind, but it's just a toss-up between the three of them. And I'm on the board now, so i got to figure it out. Um, Howard finished 14th last year while Jared Cook 5th, but I think Cook kind of just came out of nowhere and mm-hmm. it's going to be a little bit worse. He got a little bit older. Meanwhile, I think Howard's just growing into a better player, so I think Howard is going to be the move there. Okay, so I've got my six pick down. We'll see if you can get either Henry or Cook, who are definitely the two best options left at tight end. Um, Let's talk auction draft. I think it was a really fun moment of last week that neither of us really expected. It was something that I just really wanted to test out, and since we were both in a lot of other leagues and all of them do the snake draft as usual, we thought we should mix it up. And I think everyone had a blast. It was stressful. It was was very stressful. It was very long. Yeah. But overall, very, very, very fun. I think it was like, I think it was only a half hour longer than a standard draft, where it went, it went for about ninety minutes as opposed to an hour, which is what we look to be on pace for right now. And I mean, we all had a blast. It started with, well, first of all, to explain how it works, each person gets a chance to nominate a player, you know, in place of where they'd be selecting in a normal draft, and they just put that player up for auction. And you bid with a certain amount of dollars, but it's really just a set amount of, you know, currency or whatever that you have, that every team has for the draft. And you just go from there. So Saquon was put up first, and no one really knew how it worked. And I decided to bid a couple times. I got him for, let's say, $80, $82. And once people figured out, oh, okay, this is how the draft works we saw numbers go up to 90 or $95 for guys like Tyreek Hill, who sure it's a return league. So it makes sense. But I, I think Saquon's a better player or Joe Mixon even went for a couple dollars more than Saquon. So I got the steal of the draft in my opinion. Meanwhile, our friend Kyle, who's a diehard Bucks fan, um, put Jameis up third overall and Daniel and a couple other guys were able to bid him up to $18, I think, when Jameis probably wasn't even projected to get picked at all. So that was a funny, quirky moment. But the chaos of no one knowing how it works probably made it more fun than usual. But I'd say regardless, to get a you know a little alternative way to play fantasy and mix it up, get a breath of fresh air, if you will, I had so much fun. 
And I think you did too, Jack, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I went all in with the $91 DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. But again, a guy of that talent and that I'd caliber, I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. I got some other good picks here and there. Uh, Carson Wentz for only, I believe, 11 or $13, mm-hmm. which is a great steal in yeah. my book. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's something that I definitely recommend people try out, but maybe not for your main league. Or once you've gotten grips on it, then you can switch to that if you really do prefer it. But I had a blast personally, and everyone really did enjoy it. The best part about it is we had all 12 people in the room at the same time. It's tough to do that. Like right now, everybody's drafting online. And sometimes when you have a draft board and do an offline draft, people get a little distracted. But in this, you had to pay attention or else you might miss out on a player you wanted you know, for the longest time, like I, I just barely missed out on like Tyler Lockett or somebody because I looked up at the LSU game, which we could talk about if you want, you know, the start of college football, we can get to that in a second, but it was tough, you know, to balance paying attention to this fast paced draft where there was only like 30 seconds to bid on a player, or if there's a bidding war, obviously they extend it by a little bit so that no one gets screwed by the buzzer, but it was a lot of fun. And yeah, I, I'm projected to coming first in that league according to these new ESPN like end of season predictions which I think are it's an awesome addition to the website it gives people you know reasons to argue and you know discuss whose team is better and maybe a little bit of stats and projections behind that but that's exciting a little power ranking if you will so Allen Robinson was just selected okay one thing I'll notice early in this league is that quarterbacks and tight ends have gone very quickly. Yeah, right. And there's still a lot of very good players on the board, and I have a quick swing around. So I'm going to lock down my quarterback right here, right now, and get Baker Mayfield. The tight end class has dropped significantly from the last pick, so I'm going to wait that out a little bit. I can probably land another really solid player here, looking at like a Darius guy, Sammy Watkins even still, Tevin Coleman. One of those three I'm more than happy to select. So And you're guaranteed to get one of those three. Um, as there's three picks until you or two picks rather until you're back on the clock. That's interesting that Sammy Watkins, who's projected 56, is still on the board here at 72. It makes sense. He did not have much of a great year, you know, whatever last year. I don't know really what to call it. He was all over the place, but still finished with about 500 yards. And the problem here is that he hasn't been a top 40 player. Since 2015, I believe that refers to just receivers. Or, ah, that can't be true. He, he had to be top 40 receivers. I, that Maybe that just means top 40 overall. But And I that's why I'm not necessarily going with him here. I like Darius Geis a lot. I liked him last year. You know, obviously the injury kind of hindered him. But, you know, all that hype last year is for a reason, and I think he's going to be that guy this year. So Darius Geis, easy pickup right there. He's my first bench player all for that. Nice. I, I like that pick a lot. No, I'm looking at the numbers, and top 40 might be true about receivers because he hasn't put up more than 500 yards, 590 with the Rams in 2017, but hasn't gone over that mark since 2015 where he put up 1,000 with the Bills. Um, kind of crazy. You know, he's a guy who was so highly touted out of college and just hasn't lived up to that. But good pick. I really do like the Darius guys. And then we had a lot of picks right after, very quickly. Three quarterbacks gone. Does that mean I should go quarterback here, or do I fill out the bench? Well, Drew Brees is the best available, and he's ranked pretty low, 114 overall. But I think at this point, you got to play the draft. He was the eighth-ranked quarterback last year. 
And while they're expecting him to drop off a little bit, hmm, I don't know. That's tough. I got I got to think here. I'm not going to rush this pick. Big Ben's the only one who's projected to have more points than him, but this is where he could get fun. I could go Kyler, you know, or, or, or try to guess who's going to be the next best quarterback, just like I did with Pat Mahomes last year. But that was as a, you know, as a bench player. I think I got to be smart, get a guy who's a proven starter and go with Drew Brees to round out my starting lineup other than defense and kicker. So there we go. I, I have my starters filled out. You got your first bench player, which means what are you still looking for? Tight end. Tight end. Okay, that's right. Which you're waiting on, which makes sense. So Yep. I'm thinking my next pick is going to be a tight end. And frankly, I'd like to lock down Njoku and get that quarterback tight end connection I was talking about yeah. with Baker and Njoku. So that's where I'm looking at for my next pick or the following. Meanwhile, I just want a good backup flex. I have three running backs, which means I'm thinking receiver here. Either Christian Kirk, maybe. Mm, I don't like the Marvin Jones selection. A little sleeper pick. It doesn't help much because he has the same uh, bye week as one of my starters, but I could go Austin Eckler and try to get the guy who's backing up Melvin Gordon, but Gordon might not play to start the season. He's someone I'll look at, but I think I would prefer to go wide receiver here. It's going to be interesting. Um, let's look at who's best available in terms of ranking. Someone did take Sammy Watkins. It was an auto pick, but that's a value pick. And when you are on auto, even though you don't get to you know, maybe get the sleepers that you're looking at, you do scoop up a lot of good value players. So that's a good look. Okay, looking at what we can talk about next in terms of the show i was thinking we could maybe do a five fingers okay of notable sports retirements yeah i like that idea obviously i didn't get a chance to prepare but i can uh you can probably get some fairly decent ones off the top so do you want me to go first yeah because would you like me to do the back to back okay sure let me make the selection here as eckler goes right before me (coughs) excuse me i missed out on christian kirk which is kind of killer I really wanted him. So I'm looking at like a Curtis Samuel, maybe, um, Carolina. Or because I can't go Marvin Jones. You know, I don't want to pick the two guys competing with each other between Galladay and Jones. So I'm going to take, let's see. (laughs) Yeah, let's go Curtis Samuel. I'm going to hope that you can stay healthy. And I mean, in a bench slot, that's where you want to take that risk. So I'm happy to have him there. We'll see how that goes. I mean, I like him a lot as a third receiver. But, okay, so my first pick in terms of, like, shocking retirements, I guess, (coughs) excuse me, would be, I think it's got to be, the first Michael Jordan retirement. Of course. So I'll take that. Obviously, coming off of the first three-peat, retires. Uh, That's not the one where he went to play baseball, right? It was after the second. I always forget. I th- maybe it was the second, yeah. But regardless, I'm going to go with Michael Jordan as my pick. I don't. I, I think that takes both retirements. Wait, off was the board. it? I, it may have been the first. Let's uh, let's fact check it real quick. Michael Jordan retirement baseball. <laughs> um, he, I think he played baseball in 2003. And as you're looking that up, I'm on the no, clock right now. You're right. It was the it was after this first retirement in '93. And I need a bench receiver. So, I got to look at my guy, Larry Fitzgerald. Very consistent. Mm. I reached a little bit on him. There were some other wide receivers available, like Corey Davis, Jameson Crowder. But I really like Larry Fitzgerald year in, year out. 
it's kind of an over-reliable pick, and I'm going to get him there as a bench wide receiver. Next, I definitely am starting to look towards that tight end conversation because Anjoku is number one on the board there mm-hmm. now, and I really want that pairing. But even so, you can wait. Delaney Walker is still decent. I mean, I like Hooper. Hooper, yeah. Trey Burton, Jack Doyle even had a fantastic year. Uh, you know when Ebron was out, Jordan Reed got injured, but there's still so much depth in in tight end this year. So both Ebron and Doyle have been moved down in the rankings after the retirement of Luck, which makes sense. I think it's interesting that Doyle is ranked ahead of uh, Ebron, and that is a tough thing picking one of the two twin tight ends. Last year, Ebron was the guy that Luck liked to go to. In fact, he was the fourth best tight end in the league. But now Doyle has the taller body. I, I believe he is taller. I, I'm not, don't have their heights lined up right now. But that's interesting that people expect uh, Doyle to be the number one target there in terms of tight ends. But okay, do so you have your my, two? Yes, my back-to-back pick. So yeah. I am going to go with the most recent Andrew Luck retirement. That was wild. It still has people talking. Oh, no doubt. It came at the perfect time in sports when, you know, it's still... The lull of baseball season and uh, football hasn't started yet. There's no basketball going on. There's no NBA trades going on really right now there, besides Dwight Howard being uh, going to the Lakers now. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go Andrew Luck. That will probably go down as a pretty infamous retirement. And I think that I'm going to stay with football and okay. go Calvin Johnson. I was thinking That retirement kind of shocked me. So I was going to wait on him solely because I think football retirements aren't as surprising um, in mid-career, you know, when players think <clears throat> they've done everything they're going to do as a player and don't want to get hurt anymore. But I agree, Calvin Johnson was a guy I was definitely thinking of taking because that was so shocking. It's crazy he's not still playing. You know, he was he was potentially younger than Larry Fitz, who's yeah. still in there, you know, so that's crazy. Um, I'm going to go with another basketball legend. Magic Johnson. I had Magic as well. You got to go with the HIV drop. That is huge news. I mean, that could have been the number one. That that is wild. That was a crazy moment. And especially in the context at the time, people were shocked to see that one of the best players in the league had this rising epidemic, right? He was was one of the uh, victims, if you will, you know? But anyway, I'm going to have to take him there, and I'm going to... Pair Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson. That's a pretty good draft so far. Go. I think you go. have one more, right? I do. And I'm up in the draft right now, and Joku is still available. I'm going to pair him with Baker Mayfield. Well done. And my team is filling out fairly well. I really like it. I'm going to go with the early retirement of Barry Sanders. Okay. Another legend. Yeah, I, that was on my list as well. Only 30 years old when he did retire. He faxed a statement to the Wichita Eagle, a pretty small newspaper, and that's how he announced it. So... Very shocking, early in his career, but interestingly, this article describes him as notoriously introverted, which may have been why he didn't love the spotlight and wanted to get out of it as quickly as possible. So I am going to go with yet another football retirement, Okay. and I'm going to go with Jim Brown. Yeah. Retired after an MVP season with 15, just over like 1,500 yards on 289 carries, Mm -hmm. 21 touchdowns, and he was only 30 years old. Sure. And then my back-to-back, i got to decide here um, if I should do this one or not. I've got a really good one lined up that I hope you don't take. Um, um, okay. Yep. 
I'm gonna go with Sandy Koufax. I was looking at Sandy Koufax, but thirty that's, years old. Describe that, yeah. Yeah, it was after a season when he led the Dodgers to an NL pennant mm-hmm. and won his third Cy Young award. I mean, that young, that gifted. It's another one of these guys where it's shocking. Just think of Clayton Kershaw in like mm-hmm. 2016. Yeah, he's a Dodger just like Koufax was, and Kershaw's just like I'm hanging it up. I've got arthritis, you know, and that's what's gonna be the reason I can't pitch anymore. Sandy Koufax, if he could have stayed healthy and could have continued his career. Could arguably be the greatest pitcher of all time, like Definitely. Nolan Ryan t- uh, caliber. But instead, you know, he's still a legend. He's still a Hall of Famer, but it's a what if. It's a huge what if. Similarly, my pick here, it, I could save it to be my last round because we, we like using our little sleepers there. But no, Bjorn Borg, tennis player, mm. who retired at 26 years old, and he already had won 11 Grand Slams. So probably at a better pace than Roger Federer was at that time. I'm not sure. Exactly. Again, another fact I'm just kind of throwing out there and guessing that number's correct, but regardless, think of another comparison. Roger Federer in like 08 or 2010 just hangs it up. I mean, maybe Bjorn Borg could have the most Grand Slams in history right now, but instead he felt, I don't know, I don't know why. He, I guess he struggled. That was the issue. Some tennis players just lose the mobility or just the consistency and he couldn't continue it, so... That, yeah, I, I guess that was the um, reason he had to go out early. Now, I think this, I don't want to get this wrong. I mean, it's on this list that I just pulled up and wanted to, you know, be prepared for this. I'm going to go with Pat Tillman. So he retired at 25. I actually didn't know this till now. He retired at age 25 to enlist in the military. Right when the 9-11 terrorist attacks occurred, and he was motivated by that. And then he lost his life in friendly fire. Yeah, so he did retire years before this happened. But two years later, he died in friendly fire. Mm. And this was a guy who, I'm not sure. I mean, you hear his story a lot. So, But I I guess maybe it's like a Sean Taylor caliber safety who lost his career early. But it was chosen, you know, the Pat Tillman after only four years with the Cardinals. um, And was putting up what they say is just a decent NFL career. But what I've heard is he's even better. I like that as a sleeper pick, and it's a really interesting and sad story, but also motivating as well that he enlisted after 9-11. So Pat Tillman is my final pick. Have I picked all football players? No, because Sandy Koufax. Oh, right, right, right. I think I'm going to finish with a football player, though. The first initial retirement of Marshawn Lynch, Beast Mode. I still remember that Instagram post of the hanging up cleats. Yeah. Uh, And he would later come on back and join the Oakland Raiders, his hometown team and hmm. still be beast mode again yeah but uh, obviously not the same but you know he was in no place really to retire after the seahawks he was still really on top of the russian game back then and it was pretty surprising to me when it happened i like that pick a lot so that's a really solid list i think we covered real quick that was actually a, that was a very very good list on both sides yeah i, I we can uh, argue who's is better i mean maybe uh if you guys want to let us know what you think yeah but. maybe we'll set up a poll and let yeah. us know who you like more. So, yeah, just personally. Who do you like? <laughs> yeah, who do you like more? <laughs> so, I'm looking at 22-year-old DJ Chark as another backup receiver. He's with Jacksonville. I mean, Nick Foles hopefully will be a little bit better than Blake Bortles was. And, yeah, only 22, so a lot of potential. But he's currently questionable already. Only had 14 catches last year. I guess the hope is he could return maybe for them. So, I'm going to take him as my fourth receiver. Now i got to think about a fourth running back probably. Or even do I start going defense, you know? 
there were the Saints and the Bills on the board, but I, I, I'm not huge about picking um, defenses this early. The Bears are already going, which makes sense. But maybe on this swing right here. I mean, I kind of forgot I had another pick. I guess it would make sense. How do you feel about or when you should take defenses in the draft? I take defenses with my very last pick because I like streaming them week by week. Right. I really think unless you're going to get the Bears, and someone always picks the Bears way too early in a draft, it's not worth it. It's really just you, how seriously you're going to take it. Like if, If you are serious about winning fantasy, you can go in each week and pick up a defense that'll do an okay job, mm-hmm. and you'll get by. Yeah. I really don't think there's any need to be drafting a defense. Yeah, I agree with that. <clears throat> I just identified a little sleeper. I'm not going to name who it is, but kind of think about that for later. Um, <laughs> another name I just saw, Darren Waller, another guy who I think his stock must be going up with hard knocks, as we were talking about that earlier. Um, I don't know what I want to do here. I kind of want to take Kyler Murray and just have fun with like like a good backup uh, at quarterback. How do you feel about that? When do you, do you take backup quarterbacks? I do not. Right. I really just kind of keep my guy, get him a little bit earlier than other people, and then when the bye week comes, th- there's guys that you can go to for a bye week. I mean, let's say the draft ends at I don't know Lamar Jackson, Mitch Trubisky. I mean, I'm not really gonna go to Winston. Philip Rivers, I'll take any given week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Derek Carr, we'll see how he does, but with A.B., that's a decent connection. I think Sam Darnold may have himself a good time this yeah. year. Josh Allen, even. Matthew Stafford, old reliable there. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you had to throw in, like, a Joe Flacco, Nick Foles, Eli Manning type, yeah. you know, it for a week, it'll get the job done. So I'm totally fine with streaming a quarterback, too. So I have a huge issue with these running backs on the board in that they all have a bye week as one of my running backs, except for Daryl Henderson who, to be fair, would be good value here. But I'm not in love with Daryl Henderson. I mean, I guess he's the sub, <clears throat> if Gurley, sorry, excuse me. But because I don't love that, and because I'm feeling a little risky in this league, I'm going to take Kyler Murray. I just think he has a lot of upside, and Drew Brees is not the best fantasy quarterback. So to pair those two, just like I did with Luck and Mahomes last year, but I think on a lot lower level, Luck and Mahomes finished like 1-3 or 1-2 in fantasy last year. But regardless, I really like that pick. I also agree with you, though, in that streaming quarterbacks, if you have a bye week, you know, or whatnot, is a very easy way to go I, about it. I just think it's not really worth it to pick a second quarterback, even pick a second tight end, because you can find a guy in there that you can stream for a week. Uh, I mean, obviously a little more difficult than a quarterback, so I'm okay with getting a second tight end. But, I mean, like, that's extra wide receiver running back slots when other people are picking up these backups that may not even really play besides one week you can pick a guy in these rounds that could go off and eventually work his way like look at like a james connor yeah or you know a tony pollard like those are guys that like you can easily pick up late in the draft right and even if you want to store guys kareem hunt pick him up and when you're getting heading into the playoffs that's somebody if you're looking if you think your team is good enough to be in that playoff contention you can have kareem hunt Going into the playoffs. Where would you take Kareem Hunt? <clears throat> I like Kareem Hunt as my second to last or yeah. last bench pick. I agree with that because we're in the 10th round right now. I think there's just too much talent on the board to go for a guy who's not playing for six weeks. Or is it eight? Because I messed it up a lot. Um, is it six or eight weeks? <laughs> I think it's eight weeks. Right? Isn't it eight? Yeah. So let's double check that. Uh, what? Yeah, he's not eligible until, until week 10 because they must have a bye week, week 9 or something. 
which means there's not a lot of upside there. If we're a league that doesn't play week 17, which I think is the case, you only get six games out of them. Um, so dangerous there, six yeah. or seven. And I kind of have a plan going into these next two picks. I'm looking to lock down another wide receiver and running back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to go – I don't even know if I want to go running back here. That's I what may, I was thinking. I may actually go double wide receiver here. That makes sense because there's a lot more depth at receiver right now. For sure. I love Tyrell Williams. I think he's going to be a really good second piece in that Oakland offense uh, apart from I'm looking at Valdez Scantling I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a very good year and I think the Packers offense is going to flourish so I'm looking towards him that's or, a guy that or Geronimo Allison I mean the or Geronimo the Allison offense. that is true but I think I'm going to lock down Valdez Scantling you got this pick unless having some second thoughts though hmm. I you know what since we're both kind of having fun with this league yeah. I'm just going to reach a bit here and go DK Metcalf. Interesting. That I, is a fun DK pick. Metcalf is going to be that second option, really, on that Seahawks uh, offense. Yeah. And let's say Tyler Lockett gets injured, or even if DK He's not the most reliable yeah, target. Even so. if DK Metcalf absolutely turns up, the dude is a beast. He's a unit. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to defend him. I don't think anyone does. <laughs> I can't think anyone who does. I really, really like DK Metcalf for his value in a lot of fantasy drafts this year. And if you can snag him, definitely do yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm going to reach a bit there and get him. I mean, obviously, he's behind on my wide receiver depth on the bench behind Larry Fitzgerald. I'm totally cool with that. So in case he starts going off, I can move him right up to flex or something. I like that. My next pick coming off here is a bit more of a hot take, but I'm looking at Greg Zerline as a kicker. Ooh. Kickers can always give you, and if you get like a top one or two kicker, you're getting an additional like 15 points a game. Yeah. And that's as much sometimes as a flex guy. So, really, I mean, looking at Greg Zerline, his stretch of games, he had 13, 8, 10, two 12s in a row, 14, 7, 12, 6, 14. Like, that's good numbers for a kicker. Yeah. And that's basically an extra receiver out there for you. I wonder if you're going to start a kicker run by making that pick, which makes me a little bit nervous. And it should, because yeah. I think, really, after Goskowski, it's a bit of a fall off. No doubt. Even though Fairbairn's pretty good as well. And Kareem Houston. Hunt just got picked there. That's a little early in I'd my say liking. So. But, but you know, after a Metcalf I guess they're confident pick. in the yeah. team. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's Ryan Mealy's playmaker of the year. He's got Matt Ryan, Saquon, Kerryon Johnson. I like that a lot. But then when you look... The, oh, and he's got Zach Ertz, who we were talking about earlier. And His receivers, though. here I go with my pick. I'm going to get Greg Zerline. Check out Mealy's team. It's interesting. He has a lot of receiving depth on the bench, but his two starters are Chris Goddard Godwin, excuse me, and D.D. Westbrook. So it's not a lot of top-end talent. Maybe he's a guy who wants to find somebody, a sleeper, you know, if you will, who he can steal. Not, not even a sleeper, yeah, a steal, who might go undrafted or he can pick late in one of these guys with Corey Davis, Jamison Crowder, and Golden Tate all on the bench. But I don't know if it's a team that uh, has enough confidence that you can go Kareem Hunt in the late 10th, but... Interesting. I like it. Really, really looking forward to this draft being a ton of auto picks now. Though. I know. Yeah. It's very it's dragging on the like the minute and a half and people have been taking that full minute and a half is really, really good. People are joining in and out. Like Donnie is back in here and that means he's off of auto pick. There he goes though. He takes Mitchell Trubisky as probably a backup. And then there goes <clears throat> a ton of backup running backs on the auto. Um The mid round is definitely moving fast. So I'm going to follow up your kicker pick with one of my own. I'm going to take Justin Tucker. Excuse me. Wow. I need a water or something. <laughs> uh, Justin yeah. Tucker. I, I don't Justin know what I Kitucker, said there. Yeah. 
I like that. That's a kicker name right there. But yeah, Justin Tucker, who I think is the second best kicker <coughs> in the league. Glad to have him here. I'm running out of uh, voice. <laughs> <laughs> All good, because I can pick it back up with a little bit of Senior Quotes magic here. There we go. Um, real quick, I have a stat line for you. Ooh. So, give me this player. Mm. Or actually, players. So this this is uh, NBA. We have 19 career average minutes, 8.4 points, 43.1% field goal percentage, and 39.1% three-point percentage. And then we have 33 minutes played, 30 points, 45% field goal percentage, and 40% three percentage. Whoa, I got well, I think I know player A because of a, a shout-out to Matt Satilli during uh, our radio meeting today. And luckily, we're not playing for points. But Matt said that you were fiercely <laughs> researching. I really was. Patty Mills. It was a lot of finger-tapping about yeah. Patty Mills. I love Patty Mills. So Patty Mills is my player A. That is correct. I'm just going to shout-out, like, Steph for player B. That's tough because player B is actually Patty Mills. Wait, what the heck? Wait, Patty Mills. Is that his international play? You, no, that no. was his international game. What? The other day, that was his stat line. 33 minutes played, 30 points, 45% field goal percentage. Okay. 40% I thought it was averages, but I got it. But yeah, okay. Patty Mills for both of those. Absolutely <laughs> took down Team USA pretty much single-handedly. Like, yeah, he was on fire. Okay. Patty Mills, man. I, I just want to give him a shout-out because he kind of deserved it. <laughs> So deserves it. And you know what? We did actually kind of start a trend of kickers. I've been watching some go here. Um, I also just watched Jameis Winston taken by Brendan Durney, who knows the stuff about fantasy, so I'm not going to question it too much. And just because I'm worried you're going to take this guy at some point, Tony Pollard is going to go to my team. Yeah, here. I was looking at him next, maybe on the mm-hmm. swing around. I mean, there's not a lot of running backs left. I like Singletary on the Bills, but he's a backup. So is Kalen Balaj, who I think could be good for Miami. Not a huge Gio Bernard guy, but he is a uh, good PPR look. And Tony Pollard does not have the bye week of any of my other running backs, so he fits in perfectly, and I'm glad to have him. Because I do think if Zeke holds out, he could be the pick of the draft, potentially. I really don't know who I like at this next pick for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of anyone really on there. I'm maybe considering picking up a second tight end. Okay. This is one I would when you don't really like what's available. There are four solid tight ends. Personally, I prefer Mark Andrews of the four of them, just because I think he has the most upside. But if you want a proven guy, maybe Jordan Reed, though he is risky. Trey I think Burton. he already got injured, to be honest. Oh my goodness, yeah. probably. Uh, Trey Burton's a little risky as well. Yeah, Jordan Reed oh, is a I got. I know what pick I'm going to do. Let's see. <clears throat> so, once this person makes their pick, I already have Darius Geis mm-hmm. as running back. And he did have that injury. If he gets re-injured, I'm looking at Chris Thompson okay. to tandem with him in case he gets injured. I can easily just kind of drop him and then have Thompson, who you know would be getting fairly decent looks. So oh, no doubt. I'm definitely going to get him. And he, in his own right, was a solid player last year. So I'm going to wait on him. Hopefully this person can pick. <laughs> Any day now. That's the worst. Waiting for someone to pick in fantasy when you're up next and you know your pick. Yeah. Because sometimes they can pick your pick. Oh, no doubt. The worst, but also the best. All right. Chris so the- Thompson, going to take him there. Nice. Look at my next pick. Um, I'm really not a fan of any of those Miami wide receivers. 
Yeah, I, I really don't know. I think I might snag a second tight end okay. here. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to get Jack Doyle, actually. Interesting. Okay. So, as soon as this loads again... Kenny Stills, man. I'm looking at Kenny Stills. <clears throat> but I agree with you. Dolphins are a weird team to pick I a receiver. I don't like them. Yeah. I just don't. And I mean, sure, if it's magic for like a couple games, mm-hmm. but then... After that, man, it's a, it's a bad. Actually, my this was my other take on college football players. Mm. I think Tua goes to Miami. Okay. I don't think Josh Rosen really works out. I agree with that. Fitzmagic doesn't. I think Rosen needs to go somewhere else. But I kind of like Tua in Miami. Okay. Keep him down south. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate that. I'm queuing up a ton of defenses. Or I also like Tua on the Titans. Just for the uh, two attack of Iloa, Tennessee Titans. Exactly. Little magic there. Just that, but also, like, <laughs> I think he's a better version of Mariota. Right. I mean, well, what if they move away to Tannehill? There's a little QB battle. That's going true. On you don't want but the But either way, I think Tua is the better option between both of those. Oh, no. And doubt. I think in that system, Mariota has worked fairly well in the past. And I think if they were to just get rid of him, get over that, and move Tua in there instead, or even have Mariota kind of, you know, teach Tua under his wing for a little bit. Well, here's the thing. Mariota is coming up on a contract year. This is the last go. season of his rookie deal. He has a lot to prove, and maybe that's a good thing for fantasy. But on the flip, I mean, you have to commit to a major contract like we're seeing with the Dak Prescott conversation uh, <clears throat> in Dallas. And I just don't think you're going to do that for a guy who'd be a tutor to uh, Tua. You know what? I said Jack Doyle before, but I didn't realize Trey Burton was still there. Mm. I like him on that Chicago uh, Bears offense. I'm still saying Mark Andrews. Uh, I don't think uh, Trey Burton has all that much upside, but I still like him. I'm not a huge fan of Mr. Trubisky, but mm-hmm. you can rely again. Relying heavily on your tight ends when you're not a great quarterback is yeah always a move. So I had an idea about Kenny Stills, but I'm not going to be able to get him most likely because these auto picks, unless they all take defenses, which <clears throat> I guess is possible. Um, Stills is the subject of trade rumors right now. That is true. So maybe he could go to a team that uses him a little better. The issue, though, is thinking about like the Jordan Howard trade, or, or actually Jay Ajayi, excuse me. Um, you can get traded to a better team and get less looks. Yeah. Like you'd rather be on a crappy team who throws you the ball a lot more. So as two defenses go, and probably two more will after, I'm definitely looking there. Most likely the Chargers or the Pats. Um, just to lock one up, even though I agree with you, it's not the biggest need. It's something you can wait on. The Pats are the last one available of the ones I queued up. Um, Broncos are right behind them, though. That's the thing. Like, how much better is one than the other? Who did the Pats play week one? I'll look at that. Um, Patriots <laughs> schedule. So we're almost done with this draft, and we're almost done with the episode as well. Uh, are there any closing statements you want to you know, touch on before we wrap up? Or... Yeah, I mean... Do we have things to look forward to? What what do you got? Yeah, definitely looking forward to more senior quotes. We have, again, the interviews are just going to keep coming. That's right. We have one potentially lined up for this week. Mm -hmm. I need to reach back out to them. We'll reveal that soon. It's someone that Aiden and I are very, very excited to talk to. Yeah. And really just kind of pick their brain. It's going to be a lot of fun. This could be up there with one of our best interviews. We've already said we're... Probably one of the most excited for this interview. So really trying to gas that up. Hopefully it'll happen this week and we can post it sometime next week and get you some more content. 
otherwise, uh, you know, in terms of sports, I, you know, there's not much going on besides the hype for football. Yeah, I mean, baseball's still going on. The Yankees just swept Seattle, so that's good. But <clears throat> there's not a lot of baseball headlines. You know, it's just uh, pushing for the playoffs. So we'll, we'll keep you updated when that goes a little bit more down to the wire. But I agree with you. The real – well, real quick, let's talk about this college football game that just happened, Miami versus Florida. I believe Florida closed out the victory, but it was very close. It was a exciting game um, that we couldn't pay too much attention uh, attention to during our uh, auction draft. But yeah, twenty four to twenty, Florida. They were ranked number eight, and they, I guess, I, I don't know, tried to prove that they were worth the ranking. What What do you think? Did they prove that they're a top ten team, or did they show they're a little shaky? I don't know. I I really don't think that Miami is that great. I think coming out the gate, they're going to be hot. They always have that swagger that hard-nosed football that they play. So it's going to be a tough game regardless. Mm. I don't think that the Gators played up to their potential. I think it was a great game all around, though. But I think the Gators should have had a little bit more breathing room in that game. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's much else to touch on <laughs> there, but... I, I, RJ Barrett signed with Puma today. Oh, let's talk about that. RJ, yeah. well, just the Puma basketball revolution here. I'm, I'm a big fan it. of it now. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to be keeping my eyes out for Puma in the next couple years because I may try to snag one, especially with RJ now having his own shoe deal there. I I've thought about it too. I mean, they're cool. I kind of wish Zion signed there too. Yeah, I thought he was going to. Well, DeAndre Ayton's there. Not that like big men make the best shoes mm-hmm. or if ever really, but. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, there's big names there for sure. So it's exciting just to maybe pick up a pair and mix it up a bit. Um, it's cool going to brands that aren't the big names, in my opinion. Like we were talking about Spencer Dinwiddie's custom shoes that he wore throughout the season. He's just got his own brand. So it, it's cool seeing stuff like that. But I'm here to make – Is this? no, it's not my final bench slot yet. Here's a fun pick I really wanted to talk about before we get done with. Ronald Jones – uh, the backup for Tampa Bay. He was like one of the youngest rookies in the league last year. And he reminds me a lot of Geis. You know, they're both second round picks, I believe, last year. And they both got off to rocky starts. But it's kind of exciting to maybe I, see if he could get Peyton Barber's starting slot by the end of the year. I know a pickup. Yeah, you look excited. So let's hear what you're thinking about. I'm actually very excited to stash this dude on the bench. Okay. Going to take in Keel Harry. Yeah, I've thought about in Keel yep, Harry. Definitely nice. going to stash him. And coming up, I should probably go one more running back. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Jackson, I don't know. Justice Hill. Hmm. I may... How many wide receivers compared to running backs do I have? One, two, flex, three. One, two, three. I can kind of go either position with this pick. Mm-hmm. And... Hmm. It's tough coming up. I really don't know what to do here. You know what? I'm going to have a bold pick okay. at wide receiver. Let's see. Well, my pick's not up yet. But okay, that's fine. Well, it's Ankeel Harry, right? You want so it's Ankeel Harry. I'm nice. going to go with another wide receiver. Okay. And I think I'm going to go Zay Jones. Interesting. It's a bit of a hot take. It's my final bench slot. I just think that the Bills, believe it or not, I actually do think that the Bills are actually going to have a decent year. I agree. And I think Josh Allen's going to kind of come into his own a little don't bit more. Don't let Daniel hear any of this. Exactly. So, yeah. Daniel, don't listen, or if you are listening, tune out. Yeah. But I think <laughs> that Zay Jones has a great deal of upside in that offense, mm-hmm. so I think I'm really going to pick him here as my final pick. 
final bench, and then we'll see where you go with defense. Well, well defense really is really just up in the air for yeah. me. I'm kind of just going to – I actually can just auto that. <laughs> I have a good idea for um, my final bench slot. <clears throat> and interestingly enough, I'm thinking I go tight end. Mm. I think I'm going to take Jimmy Graham, who seems like far and away the best available tight end, unless you think I should stash Darren Waller. What do you think? Uh, Darren Waller is a good stash. I'm, I'm kind of a fan of that. Be kind of exciting, right? I always feel that the last pick in fantasy drafts is kind of a personal pick. Mm-hmm. So if you like Waller and what you've seen on Hard Knocks, I say go for Waller. The thing is, there's some fun tight ends here I want to shout out, like TJ Hawkinson or Noah Fant, who both went to Iowa last year and both were first rounders. But yeah, uh, I've got one Raider already who I like from the show, and I'll take Darren Waller as well. And finally, we're looking at defenses, who I'm sure a ton of teams need. I've got the fan like a rankings list here, but it, it doesn't really matter. Um, so I guess real quick to finish off this a little bit longer than usual episode, but let's just analyze our teams and talk about if we think uh, <laughs> they should have a good season. I don't know. Uh, we'll look at that in just a second as I try to figure out what defense I want to go with. All right, well, I mean, I can really look at mine then. Mm-hmm. So at QB, I have Baker Mayfield. Obviously, Browns have a lot of hype. I think Baker will have a solid year. I really He has way too many options on that offense to really not at least put up above average numbers. So I'm fine with Baker at QB. Kamara, my, my RB1, you know, great pick there. Kamara's on that amazing Saints offense. Mm-hmm. Really, I think he should be above McCaffrey. And I'm I'm a huge fan. Devontae Freeman at RB2. Considering in other leagues I've had to go Devontae Freeman at RB1, I'm totally okay with that. Amari Cooper, wide receiver one. You know, I wish I did have a slightly better receiver there, but hopefully Amari Cooper can work it out with the Cowboys. Then he's really, outside of Zeke, that number one offensive option. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe he goes somewhere else if he doesn't get the contract done. And we'll see what, you know, that can lead to. Alshon Jeffrey with the Eagles. Again, that's kind of an up-in-the-air pick. I like it, though. For some reason, it felt right. And Mm -hmm. Joku at tight end. I love quarterback tight end pairings. That's what I'm going to do right there. Mark Ingram, the second Mm. at flex. (laughs) And, you know, awesome pick there. Again, I'm pretty sure another league I have, my RB1 is Devontae Freeman. My RB2 is Mark Ingram. So having him as a flex is really cool. Greg Zerline, Greg the leg at kicker, the first kicker off the board. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I still wound up with some fairly good bench pieces like Darius Geis, Larry Fitzgerald, DK Metcalf, who I'm all for this year, Chris Thompson to back up Geis, Trey Burton as a solid tight end pick, and then my two sleepers at wide receiver with Ankeel Harry and Zay Jones. I like it a lot, and we're about to see who you get at defense. You'll probably have your own pick if you want to make it. I don't know if you're going to let it auto or not. but I'm going to let it auto because after, I'm just going to pick up whatever team is playing a bad team. Okay, cool. So what I've got here, <clears throat> starting with my first rounder, David Johnson, who I thought I got at a really good value at ninth instead of six. I paired him with Chris Carson and then Marlon Mack at flex. Those are my running backs. I think everybody has a lot of upside, you know, but they're all a little bit risky. Um on the other hand, I guess that theme kind of goes for wide receivers here as well, but also you could say that for pretty much any player in fantasy. I got A.B. in the second round, Kenny Galladay as well, who we both like a lot. I'm a huge fan of him. And then on the bench, we got like Curtis Samuel, DJ Chark. I like Curtis Mah- Samuel a lot. I forgot to say that, but I'm yeah. pretty sure they named him as their starting receiver. Sweet. Or, excuse me, number one option at receiver on that offense. I quietly picked up Mohamed Sanu, who's a 
he might be the number no number three because Calvin three, Ridley. Calvin, yeah. But I like that a lot still. Is he in the slot? I guess so. Yeah. Or maybe Ridley is. But I like that offense. You know what? Matt Ryan is a pick that actually is fairly decent this year. Oh, I agree. And he's very undervalued. Um, my quarterback Drew Brees, not the most successful fantasy quarterback, but obviously a consistent guy. The thing is, I was reading about it. I think on ESPN. The reason he's gone down in fantasy value is the Saints have gotten better defensively, mm. specifically. No more shootouts like the one against the Giants when they won like 45-42 against us. That game was incredible, but we lost. Uh, anyway, Kyler Murray's a backup quarterback. I actually love this pick. I just think there's so much upside. I thought he was your starter for a second, but I wouldn't yeah, have hated as a that, backup. Though. As a backup, I don't like him as a starter. Backup, sure, if you're going to take one. Kyler Murray is the... I'm going to say this. Kyler Murray's the only backup quarterback I'd consider selecting. Right? Yeah. And it's a cool pick, kind of like what I did with Mahomes last year. I'm hoping to get lucky again. Tight ends, I went with O.J. Howard, who I like. And then we got Darren Waller, you know, to shout out Hard Knocks once more. And some cool running backs, especially Tony Pollard, who could get a starting job if Zeke continues his holdout. So, happy with that. Steelers defense, Justin Tucker, cool shout out to them, too. Good draft, huh? And a good episode as well. It was fun to kind of... drafts are tiring me out. <laughs> I am so beat again. Well, I mean, Ooh. we did we did a lot at this draft tonight. Um, we got a lot of stuff done. People should just auto these picks. It's kind of annoying. I wanted to see if the draft rankings could come up, but that was a blast, and I'm, I'm glad that we were able to kind of show what we think about while drafting. Let's see if I can... Hmm. Am I able to auto people? No, I'm not, even though I'm the league manager i kind of wish i could do that but yeah it was a lot of fun and uh i'm really happy about my team you seem to be happy about yours so thanks for tuning into this draft episode we do have a ton of interviews coming up this year this was excuse me definitely a different episode but kind of makeshift and we also thought it'd be fun to get a fantasy special up for you guys so thanks for listening to it and um be on the lookout for new content coming very soon so yeah thanks guys See you guys. (laughs) Bye. Bye.